0: Send this to my brother. Hi there my name is Naim Rupin and uh, this is my life story. Now I grew up in Cape Town. Um, I don't know my father, my father, my original father is from Taiwan. Um, you know my, at a very young age around what five or six years old you know I, my mother got remarried to another man and this gentleman was an alcoholic and uh, he was very abusive. You know almost every single night will come on drunk and abuse myself my mom my sisters physically emotionally and mentally um, Yeah, you know, and I, I can remember this one specific night where I got up out of bed you know I was awoken by screams and shouting and things breaking and uh, I went to my mom's room the room door was closed and I looked through the keyhole and I could see you know how my stepfather was a holding my mother to the bed and he was just hitting her physically like just hitting her and um, you know as a child i went to school like a normal person and uh, i did what normal children did play with friends and you know do what normal children do um no one really knew you know what i was going through what my family was going through my my relatives they most of them didn't know the struggles that happened within the house and um You know, as I grew older, I started smoking cigarettes and, you know, I was confronted by my grandfather and he decided to send me away, um, for Islamic school, (coughs) for Islamic course. And, um, I did a four year course that ended in Turkey, where I did my final year and came back home. So my grandfather decided to put me back into high school and, you know, um, after a while I sort of hang out with, with friends, wrong friends, they reintroduce me back into, you know, the, the addictive lifestyle, or the cool lifestyle. So they say smoking cigarettes on school, defying the rules, um it became an, a weekend thing where we would smoke marijuana and drink alcohol and party and just go crazy. And but at that time I didn't even realize that I was an addict. Um, it was just something normal that normal people did. And um, until eventually it became, it moved from a weekend thing or progressed from a weekend um, thing to a almost every single day thing where I couldn't be without the use of marijuana. But it didn't end there. It progressed further. I was introduced to a whole world of different types of substances until eventually I found my substance of choice. Um, methamphetamine, and this destroyed me completely. It became, it was started off weekends, socially, occasionally, and it progressed to almost every single day. I lost my job because of it. I was confronted with my managers and I was in complete denial about the fact that I was an addict and that I needed help. Was it back? Because if I look at it then, I didn't have the information that I do now. Um, you know, I, lost my job, went back home, my mother gave me an ultimatum to pull myself right or, you know, just become nothing. I started stealing from home, I started stealing everything I could to, to, to support my, my, my drug usage, you know, the baking equipment, the jewelry, I stole from my sisters, I stole my mom's clothing, you know, there's so much, and the list can go on and on and on. Everything that was of value, I've taken until the point my mother got fed up with me and she threw me out of the house. And I lived on the street and this was the pinnacle of my addiction. You know, the, 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 the I mean, no words, I can't even describe the feeling of living on the road, coming from something amount to nothing and having absolutely nothing. But being an addict, I would make a way no matter what the cost. But, you know, I mean, I, I threw away my dignity. I threw away my self respect. Um, I, I disregarded my own health, you know, um, um, walking up and down the streets, begging people for money, sitting on the steps of, of you know, of a shopping center, begging people for money. And even though the, you know, the people gave me the money and even though I was so starving, I didn't care. I just focused on using because using methamphetamine or took was the center point of my universe at that time. You know, I didn't care about anything. I didn't care about my family. I didn't care about my sisters, you know, being high. And the days that I was sober, I was overwhelmed with a whole world of regret as to why am I using, why am I throwing my life away? Until eventually it came to a point where I decided that enough is enough and I can't go on like this. Um, I was diagnosed with psychotic induced psychosis. They put me on medication that is um, similar to to, to, to people who have schizophrenia. Um, I was on that medication for a period of two years. Um, I came clean for a while, but that wasn't the end. I mean, I went back home. I did the same things over and over. I repeated the same cycle, stole from home. Mother threw me out again. And being on that medication and using methamphetamine was even worse because, you know, the the chemical imbalance of my brain was profound. I, 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 I disregarded everything basically until it came to a point, I decided that I, 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 you know, I this one night. I remember I was walking through the streets of of parking lot of, you know, of of one of the shopping centers and I was picking up cigarette butts and, um, I just burst out crying. I couldn't take it anymore. I was like overwhelmed with a world of, of, of sadness, deep sadness, yeah. depression. And I decided and I, and I lifted up my hands and I asked, why me? What, what, what did I do? You know, I asked my creator, why me? What did I do? What, what did I do deserve this? And that's then and there where I had two boxes of my tablets that I was taking on me. I had to take it every night. I took one of those boxes and I downed everything. With the intent of committing suicide, but I don't know how. You know that is what I still so, so, so puzzles me, and there's only one conclusion that I can come to, <clears throat> is that I woke up in hospital, and when I woke up in hospital, I asked the nurse. You no, know, it was a doctor that came to me and asked if everything was fine, and it was in Carl Bremer Hospital in Belleville, and she asked me, "Do you know how you got here?" And I said, "I don't remember anything." And he said no there was a man who came to drop his name was lee and at that moment i realized it was one of my good friends lee that tried to help me some like a couple of years back when i just started i mean i can still remember his advice he said don't do this you you you've got so much potential you can you, you can achieve so much in life don't throw your your life away on drugs and he was the one that found me and he was the one that took me to hospital and just through him that you know that i'm still sitting here um, even though he was a tool, and I understand now that it was my higher power, that that you know, in this case, it was Allah who who, who saved me. But I came clean for about a month or two, but I was still on the street, and at that time, I decided I, I'm going to just try and get a job and try and pick myself up and pick up the pieces, you know, of, of, of everything. And but I I just fell back until I met a social worker, I and she. Um, um and referred me to Cape Town counseling center and I went there for the outpatient treatment. I was clean again for a month. And she, and the, the, the counselor referred me to an inpatient program, but in my mind I was still in heavy denials. Like why I, I can do this man. I can, I can, I'm clever enough. I'm not stupid like the others. And, but it was denial, you know, when I came out, when I was finished with outpatient treatment, um, I attended NA, Narcotics Anonymous, the day groups, um, but I just fell back into addiction. I don't know. I, I think the reason why I fell was because I wasn't honest with myself, and I, I didn't respect myself. I didn't care about myself, and I still had a whole world of regret, and I didn't know how to deal with all of the emotions and the pain, you know, of of, of, of abusing myself, of abusing my mom emotionally and mentally, and you know, and even till today, I'm still struggling to, to, to repair the damage that I've done, even after a- almost four years of in recovery. I'm still re- still struggling to repair that damage. And um, I was when we back, I went back onto the street, and I just continued to use. And I just used until there was nothing left of myself until I got my grandmother and she told me that Naeem, she asked me, Naeem, do you want help? And I said, yes, I I want help. And then she phoned my mother and then my mother came and she she took me to, she took me home. And then I I remember I fell asleep outside in the yard and I just woke, woke up and there were guys standing around me and my mom said, these guys are here to help you. And then they took me. And then I landed up in Paul at the rehabilitation center.
1: So this, what is different from this center <coughs> to, to all the other, I mean, you did you, you NA, um, you mm-hmm. know, you did all the other rehab centers. What is different from this one to, to the others? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The or is it just your mindset yeah. that changed?
0: Yeah. You know, wh- what I think, or what I know is different is back then, I didn't have support. I tried to do everything alone. And I knew or this program te- taught me that I can't do this alone. I need support. I need number one, a sponsor. I need people that can stand behind me and just, you know, when I'm down, just give me that extra, you know, that little bit of a push. i just say keep moving forward. It's not the end. Um, so I think that is the, the, the difference. That I, I, I'm not alone anymore. And I know now that there are millions of people in recovery that have been addicts and now they're in recovery and they're each and every single one of us are working towards success. So,
1: um, How long were you on the streets?
0: About a year and a half. Ah.
1: So what did you eat?
0: Whatever I could, whatever that I could get. Um, I would knock door to door. You know, there's, 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 there's like a binge period where I'll just use for three, four, five days on end. But after that, then I would go into cut-out mode where I would just want to eat and sleep. And I would knock, on doors and ask people for food and some people would give me some people would deny will turn me away some of them will give me jobs and would give me money and food or whatever the case may be so what if i could get my hands on you know that was edible i would have eaten it was it
1: just the wrong crowd the wrong friends that you
0: had i think it's a bit of everything it was at the end of the day it was my own choice you know i chose to go down this path you know i i I can't blame my friends, I can't blame my circumstances as well, I can't blame anyone but myself because everything in life is, is, is a choice. Like I choose to pick up this mouse, for example, I choose to speak to you, I choose to, to, you know, to write in a book or whatever the case may be. So it's all based on choice, but even though there's a lot of external factors that, that contribute to, you know, to my substance abuse, um, circumstance and this and that, but I can't blame it. Mm. You know, there's people that come from worse backgrounds <coughs> but they are becoming successful. They are one of the most successful people, you know.
1: What is a sponsor? You said sponsor. So yeah. what sponsor
0: is. A sponsor in, in you know, according to NA a sponsor is someone who is who has multiple years of recovery, um, who has gone through the twelve steps of NA and studied it with their sponsor. You know, so a sponsor is basically like a guide.
1: Like a mentor.
0: Yeah, like a mentor that assists you. If you don't understand something then you assist it, but this is how it's supposed to be and, you know, to, to guide you to guide me through the twelve steps. So at this point my sponsor will always be my sponsor oh. is Arif Murat. Wow. Actually, I actually have two, Majid and Arif. Yeah. Ah,
1: <laughs> so four years now. Um,
0: almost four years four, you can say. Yeah.
1: Four years ago when you look back and think about like you in this office now you know working i could like never <laughs> i couldn't dream of it you're running the whole operations
0: here. yeah i deal with uh, the you know the events all the bookings the liaison between the clients and the wedding planner um i do the bookkeeping and i deal with uh, the first hand accounts and things like that so i basically run the office in a sense yeah
1: never.
0: i would have never thought <laughs> i would be sitting here and as I'm sitting here now, you know, it, being through this program and doing, um, and working the twelve steps and and you know with their, with my sponsor's guidance, you know, I can see. or let me put it this way: when I came here, we only had Rochaland Country House and the safe house. Now everything is just growing. I mean, we have Rochaland, we have Clay Niederberg. we we have the shed in, in Stellenbosch. We're moving. We 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 you know we we traversing through. So many different angles and so many different pathways that it's 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 I can't describe it, man. It's as this place is growing, I'm growing with it, and I feel that this is my purpose, oh. and this will will be my purpose, sure. and this is the only way I'm gonna gain success.
1: Sure. Beautiful story. Thank hey, you so much for sharing it. Afon. Is there anything you want to to to, to say to, to tell us, um, to tell someone watching at the moment that's coming through it? Um,
0: you know that that my advice to everybody is that addiction is the most cunning disease that there is I th- you know according to my experience I believe that addiction is the worst disease because it can be the cause of so many other physical mental and emotional illnesses out there um, so whoever that is struggling with or ha- or knows someone that is struggling with addiction get that person help because there is help, there is hope, you know, that person can become something. If you are an addict and you're watching this now, I urge you, I challenge you to get that help. Because I guarantee you there is someone deep down within yourself that wants to achieve great, great success and that will become somebody one day in life.
1: Thank you so much for sharing this